Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, the Hurricanes are 14-2. How about that? Holy hell. I can't believe they're 14-2. Like, not that they're a bad team, but just, that's, just an, that's just a crazy record. It's crazy. Like, it's not normal at all they've lost two games they've lost two games by like a single goal and it was like they were winning the game just kind of slipped away yeah this is the canes country podcast brett and ryan here howdy and yeah i i don't even want to listen to our preseason podcast ever again i never (laughs) want to listen to it ever again (laughs) how adamant we were that oh man they weren't better we Remember added that? they weren't better. The team was not improved. We didn't know how this possibly was a better team. We said team flatly over and over for like an hour that they weren't better. At, I, our, most, at our most generous, we conceded that maybe they were the same. I think in my, my kindness, I was like, I was like, I was like, I think the team will get it together. I'll be like, definitely 100% slow start. It, it won't look pretty to begin with. I said the Islanders would finish first in the division. Oh, God. They're at the bottom of the division. To be fair to the Islanders, he had their first home game just like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's not at all what I was expecting. Barry trots more like buried at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. (laughs) It's going to take quite a trot for them to regain a playoff spot at this point barely an nhl team (laughs) i see now they're gonna go on a run now that we've now they've made this statement yeah i mean they played them on opening night that feels like a lifetime ago oh my god they did play the Islanders at some point in the season (laughs) opening night wasn't it and yeah it was opening night six three win tragic anderson's first win is a cane yeah maybe well not his worst game anymore but for a while, that was his worst game. Yeah. Three goals on like 28 shots was his worst game for a good stretch of, of time. Yeah, that was, that was that one was rough. We were like, oh, man. I yeah, guess we're going to pick a howdy bad game. It would be that one. Yeah. Um, for, for, for a while, yeah, that, that was his, his worst game. And... Comparing it to goalies of recent years, not even really recent anymore. I, I think I think back on the on the dark days as recent still, despite the fact that they're going to be in the playoffs for a fourth consecutive year, uh, barring total disaster, which can happen, but it would be pretty difficult to imagine at this point. Fourteen and two. They're three and zero on their current road trip uh, through the West. Talking about how good they've been, less so in their most recent game against the Los Angeles Kings. And how did they win that game? 
<laughs> can we Fred, we should Fred talk Jameson. for an hour about how they won that game they won that game off of sheer of sheer skill level comparatively and then frederick anderson having an absolute incredible period they got okay so they took a five to four lead into the third period and the entire game was back and forth the hurricanes had five separate one goal leads so if you if you do the math, you break it down. It's one nothing, then two to one, or I'm sorry, then yeah, then two to one, then three to two, then four to three, then five to four. It was back and forth the entire game, and you were expecting more of that in the third period, especially when Los Angeles comes out and just dominates the Hurricanes the entire period. But I mean, hey, Frederick Anderson, maybe the best goalie in the world on the planet. The entire he, planet. He has a 937 save percentage now. He has an NHL best 13.2 goals saved above expected at five on five. He's not even letting Auntie Ranta play any fucking games. He's like, no, I'll just keep <laughs> playing. So this is my fucking crease. Yeah. And, you know, his. we were talking about maybe his his opening night game was his worst game, but that was probably taken over by that game. I think in was it in Florida that he allowed a bunch of goals and then Ranta came in. Yeah, he allowed four goals in the first period. And yeah, Ranta came and, in to play the second. And Brendan Moore was quick to say, "Yeah, that wasn't really about him. We were awful." So Ranta came in, and then he faced like four shots the rest of the game or something. Um, four shots and then a shoulder to the head. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Uh, he got, he, that's right. Yeah, he didn't even play that long because he got m- morazzicked and tried to play <laughs> a classic, you know, your, your goalie, your starters out of the game by way of either injury or just being pulled. Let's play a puck at the blue line. That's what happened. And holy shit, I didn't even that, think about this parallel. Yeah. You know, everybody was like, oh, this this goalie tandem, uh, much more stay at home and sound. And then Ranta in his second game as a hurricane decides to play a puck on Mars and gets obliterated. Absolutely uh, railed by Ryan Lomberg. So and that that led to the Alex Lyon game against St. Louis. And he was very good, too. But very good. I think what he needed. Th- yeah. Uh, the Hurricanes rank second as a team in team goals saved above expected at five on five. So that's Anderson, Ranta, Lyon for that game playing remarkably well. Ranta had that kind of rough first game, but you know he's he's gotten he's played about 65 minutes since then, and you know what? He's been pretty good. He looked good against Vegas. He looked I mean, good against Vegas. He let in like those first two goals, and it's like his defense hung him out to dry. It's like, like, like I just think of like the Shea Theodore taking the shot, collecting his own rebound, shooting it again, and then getting his own rebound to shoot it again. Nobody's stopping him or stepping in the way. It's like, come on now. Yeah. I feel like it's appropriate. You know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. It's it's tough to be a Debbie Downer on a 14-2 start, right? Um, yeah. But I'm going to be uh, number of games here that doesn't feel like they should be winning, but they are anyway. 
thanks in large part to goaltending in the third period. Oh my God. Third period goaltending has been uh, quite a treat, honestly. Quite a treat. They've allowed the fewest goals in the league in the third periods this season. They've only allowed six goals in what has now been 16 third periods. And I mean, I mean, <laughs> what else can you say? It's it's been pretty remarkable. It's hard to it's like you said hard to say any pick out anything on a team that's you know fourteen and two. Yeah, and they're winning games. It's everybody's contributing all throughout the lineup. Usually, you know, we've done this podcast for multiple seasons, and at this point in the year, you're probably like in sixteen games, you're like. 10 and 6, 9 and 7, you're like, okay, what needs to happen here? And you're kind of like looking all over the place. But, I mean, they're winning games constantly. And and when these games that they're not playing well in, it's not like one line is laying them down. It's like an entire team, like, not really being on it. So it's not like, oh... You know, making this line change will really help. It's just kind of like a, it feels like a mental, like kind of, I don't know. And even in those games, they're winning. <laughs> it's, yeah, you can't just be like, yeah, Jordan Stahl's lines really hasn't shown up at all. It's, no, it's yeah. like either everyone's there or nobody's there, except for the goaltending in the third period. Yeah. And all of the lines, for the most part, have been good. I think that's been the most shocking thing to me when I like look at the team or like I look through the scoring. I'm like, I, you know, Aho and Sveshikov leading the way, obviously, you know, you expect that. But it's just like from everyone else, it's really balanced contributions. The bottom like, six has been outstanding. Oh, my God. They've been Unbelievably so good. good. <laughs> Can we talk about Jesper Faust having five goals real fast? Jesper Faust. So, like, on paper last year when when they got Foss, it was like, obviously, they're going to put him with Jordan. And Jordan had his breakout year and all that. But his micro stats and his underlying numbers weren't very good for his standards, right? Because yeah. he's routinely at the top of the league in, in all those. And, you know, you're like, that was weird. Last year was weird. He's scoring a lot, and his underlying numbers aren't nearly as good. But this year, those numbers are where you expect them to be. And he and Jesper Faust together have been unreal oh my uh, God. in terms of puck possession and, and doing really what we expected them to do from day one in terms of putting up those kinds of numbers. Now, this is something we talked about over the offseason, too, about like swapping out Warren Fogle. You know, I think all of us were kind of like, yeah, I mean, Fogel not being there, I mean, it's going to be different, but he's replaceable. And so far, Nino Niederreiter <laughs> has been the guy who, you know, in like, this is a contract year for Nino. And you would think like, I don't know, you, 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 for a lot of players, you expect them to be more heavily focused on offense. But, you know, Nino has just been the same guy. He's been the same he's, player for the most part. Yeah, he's kind of bought into that, you know, forechecking kind of almost defensive-minded possession guy. Like, like you said, like contract year, he'd be thinking goals, more money, but he's, you know, he's playing for the team. 
He's doing he his is. role and he's fitting in so well. That Jordan Stoddard for Foss line. When you throw Nino on there, that's just a bunch of heavy bodies just going to work behind the boards. As uh, Trip Trace would say, digging in. Mm-hmm. He and it's say, just like, yeah. I just, I just imagined like, granted, I'm, I'm no hockey player. I'm far from an athlete. <laughs> but I just could not imagine having to try to just go into a board battle with any of those players. You just, no. holy hell. <laughs> Jesus. That's something I would not like to do, especially Jordan. I mean, oh my God, Jordan Stall, just murder me. <laughs> I mean, he would. He he would murder any any mortal being who's not in the NHL. He would probably mess up in in board battles. We've gone about 15 minutes without talking about Seth Jarvis, so we should probably fix that. <laughs> I just didn't want to be the first one to bring up the like wonder. One really the elephant in the room. It's like, when are we going to start talking about Seth Jarvis? Uh, yeah. Okay. Four right, goals. Here, I, I got you this one. Holy shit, Seth Jarvis. All right, take it away. Yeah. That's pretty – okay, yeah, so that's it. I'm not even going to read his numbers. I mean, he has four goals in, in nine games. Rod was asked about, you know, what's going to happen. And – after the after the game in LA, after Jarvis scoring his third consecutive game, he's like, "They haven't talked to me about it, but I mean, it's pretty clear what's going to happen. I could have told you that eight nine games ago, but I guess they love the drama." Things like that. Exactly. <laughs> we need our narratives, Brett. We have to fabricate all these stories. We need the drama of will he stay or will he go? But that hasn't been a thing. Since, like, his first game. Like, literally from the moment that he started playing, it was like, oh. Like, like, you're not even going to make this interesting, are you? He has not had, like, a bad game. No, he hasn't. Dude, he's playing the first line with Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Svechnikov, and he's scoring every night. (laughs) It's like, holy shit. He's 19. Oh, my God. He's 19. It's oh, like, I feel so old. Yeah. He makes being in your early 20s feel like you're in your late 40s. What was I doing in 19? What was I doing three or four years ago? Not that. No, definitely not that. At all. Uh, experiencing success was not something that I was really doing at 19, <laughs> especially not on that scale, on that stage. <laughs> And he's doing it. And it's not even just the like the pure like numbers of it. Like if you just watch him, it's like this dude looks like a top six forward. He draws your attention in like you gravitate towards him. You're like, oh, man, he is making plays. He is noticeable. He is on. He's anywhere the puck is. He's going towards. He's making plays towards. He's making defensive plays like you think like, oh, young offensive forward. You know, he's shortcomings be defense. No, he's been great mm-hmm. defensively. He makes great defensive plays. He, you know, he tries to block shots. He, tr- he throws in front of two, like, Colton Pareko slap shots while there's, like, Canes are tied 2-2 with the Blues in the third period. And it's like, this 19-year-old kid is just throwing his body in front of him. Very defensively responsible. Very mature game. Uh, neutral zone. Like, he's never a spectator. It's like he's always, like, involved. Uh, regardless of whether his team has the puck or not. And when he does get the puck, it's like, all right, all eyes on you, dude. 
like you you know he does stuff on every shift that's like wow that's pretty impressive i mean i broke down his film for kane's country mm-hmm. like before even the road trip started for the first game in vegas and like he only had two goals and assists you know you were like you could be like you know you could miss the forest for the trees if you're just looking at his stat numbers yeah because like you know he's making he like you know, granted the two goals waved off you know third goal he could have had went off dimitri askin's leg and the amount of chances he set up to guys that like have just whiffed or like not been able to convert but now it's like he's got goals to go with his great yeah play and yeah he had those two goals called off in my personal record book, he has seven goals because I'm including the two that got waved off. Those weren't his fault. He deserved goals there. He, he put that puck in the net. He did. And I'm also counting the debut game where he got gypped by uh, who was in front of the net. Dimitri Yaskin. Dimitri. Uh, come on. It's not <laughs> even like it wasn't like Chikrin. Or like whatever, like it was Dimitri Yaskin. No disrespect to Dimitri Yaskin, but it counts. Can we talk about maybe how he doesn't have an assist since his debut? I think we should, uh, since we can't make drama out of whether he stays or goes. Is he a selfish player? Is is Seth Jarvis a selfish, uh, self-involved player? Because he only has one assist uh, and none in his last eight. I think this is drama. Brett, I mean, look at that mustache. That screams, you know, like 15th century bank robber. That's that's selfish. I need to take a look at. Um, I want to uh, take a look at the mustache again. I don't remember if it's good or bad. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Like maybe in a sense, like it's kind of funny to look at. It's kind of good in that sense, but it's not like a. It's not, not you great. don't look at it and be like, that's a good mustache. No, you look at it and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good. It's good for a 19-year-old. I, mine I, wouldn't have looked that good. I can't even grow one now. I'm like, I just, I've like been growing out, like, my facial hair just from Movember, and it looks mm-hmm. terrible. Just, yeah. Just a little thin. It's not even as good as Jarvie's. And, yeah, he's got it all figured out. I mean, he's 19, and he has a lot of things going for him here. Mustache number one. He kind of has a goatee going on, too. (laughs) Less impressive than the mustache, and the mustache isn't overly impressive. But, yeah, and, and really, the chemistry he's had with Ajo in particular has been really impressive. I think we kind of had this thing last year where Teravine was out and we're like, wow, Ajo and Natchez are really on the same page. I'm just going to say, you know, maybe Sebastian Ajo is just excellent and will have chemistry with anyone he plays with. Brett, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make, I'm just going to mention like uh, Jordan Marnook and like Brock McGinn and just kind of mention they, they, when they played on that well, first line. It just wasn't so good, but, you know. Well, I disrespected Dimitri Yaskin. Um, <laughs> I'm going to disrespect uh, Martin Nook and McGinn now. Uh, players who have the ability to consistently get open and score goals are players that Sebastian Ajo has success with, I mm-hmm. guess. I'll revise my statement to that. All right, fair. More fair. A little more specific. <laughs> Jarvis has been 
really good. And he's not going anywhere, obviously. We kind of knew for a while. And just to, like, like, even if he only had, like, two goals, I still think he'd stay just because he's been so solid. With the way he plays, you know, it's like, you know, like he'll get him eventually. It, it like feels like it's like it's not like he's like, you know, gripping his stick hard when he's like he's playing the right way every game. He's just been really good all around. He's been proving pretty much every game that he belongs. And you look I got to make, sure, go make sure. Hold up. Once again, I have to, you know. I remember last we bring it up like the last like preseason predictions. When I, I remember last year we would get questions like, "You guys think Seth Jarvis is making the roster? You think Seth Jarvis is gonna be called up?" And we're you, just you were, we're like sitting I, here, we're like we're like zero, less than a one percent chance Seth Jarvis makes his team. Give him another year and then we'll see him. But there's no way he makes this current Hur- Carolina Hurricanes roster. I, I was more I was more open to the idea than I think you two were. I was. I bashed those comments and I just want to sit here and say, I was wrong. You commenter who left those Canes country comments, you were, you had some going, you knew what you were talking about. I, I, I was, saw this coming. I was more open to it, but I still reached the same conclusion. So that doesn't mean anything in his last. Okay. So his first two games really, like he was like getting like 10, nine minutes a game or his last seven, he's getting 15 minutes a game. Um, that's a quarter of a 60-minute hockey game. Real minutes for someone who is 19 years, 900, or not 900, <laughs> 19 years, 293 days old. Hockey reference uh, puts the age exactly next to the games in their game log. So that's how, that's how I know. Over his last three Brett, games. Brett's just big, big Seth Jarvis fan. Just knows big Seth Jarvis fan. Exactly. Yeah, he, he's playing 15 minutes a game. I mean, he played 18 minutes and 43 seconds against St. Louis in that game. It, the second game in a row that he had a goal disallowed, he never it, which was garbage. It was, it was ludicrous. It was so goal. bad. And in that game, and it, what ended up being a 3-2 game, wherein the final goal was not scored until the final three minutes of the game, so, yeah, he had 18 minutes and 43 seconds of ice time. So even before he went on this streak of three straight goal, three goals in consecutive games or goals in three consecutive games, if I can say that right. Yeah, he was already, you know, being trusted. At that point, that St. Louis game, we should have we should have known that he was going to be there to stay because I remember watching back on the film and somebody didn't notice at the time. I mean. There was the two minutes to go. St. Louis pulls their goalie. First one's over the board, Svech, Ajo, and Jarvis. So it's like under two to go and like pulled goalie situation. You know, Brendan Moore says, Jarvis, you're going out there. Killed like yeah. a full minute. You know, they fend off St. Louis's rush. And it's just like at that moment, you know, I really thought I was looking back at it. I was like, oh, huh. Yeah, it was pretty obvious from there. So, I mean, his presence in the lineup has pushed – you know, guys that you would, who have earned nightly playing time, guys like Stepan or Lorenz, I'm sorry, Lawrence, out of the lineup. And they don't deserve to be out of the lineup, but Jarvis is so good that he so creates much. that problem. 
Hey, someone's got to sit. It ain't going to be Jarvis. Not, it's not going to be Seth Jarvis. That's for sure. But let's, you know, let's let's try to create a little drama here. I mean, I tried. Would the can- Let's, if, would the Canes have offered you yes, Barry Cook and him if they knew Seth Jarvis was going to be this I good? I thought about right this. This is, some, this is something that I've thought about. I don't know. And honestly, they shouldn't have. Uh, I remember from the second that happened, Twitter was like, oh, sassy move. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Engagements on Twitter. And I was like, Really? I mean, I wrote about it. We talked about it. I was like, I don't know, man. That's not, I don't know if I would have done that. And yeah, he was going to be a project. Yes. And, you know, he has been a project. The, the experiment of putting him with Ajo was very short lived and benefited no one. And since then he's been pushed down the lineup. He tried, they tried to play him with Trocek. That didn't work. Try playing with Stahl, that didn't work. Now he's on the fourth line. And, uh, yeah, so I think he... But... Well, but... Now he's a center, though, on the fourth line. Playing better hockey. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Maybe... Uh, I don't know. It's a weird one. It's like, I don't think he's been bad, necessarily. Yeah, he hasn't been bad. But it's like you're paying six and a half million dollars for the. You're yeah. not really paying him six point five million. You paid a first it's, round. To it's have like him. a finder's fee, really. Like yeah. and the first round pick. It's like you're paying for the right to have him, and he's yeah. not like worth six point five million dollars. And no one's pretending that he is, or that's how he should be playing. But. I'm still firmly in the camp of, I don't know about that one. It'll be interesting to see like, as it goes, because obviously like he, if I were to sit someone the last two games when, you know, Nino was back healthy and Jarvis was playing well, you know, well, I wasn't going to sit step on. No, I wasn't going to sit Lawrence. No. KK. It was my, yeah, my thought process. So, and but what's interesting is that he's on the fourth line and we're 16 games into the season. No one's talking about that because they're 14 and two and being, you know, winning solves all the problems in the world. Um, if they're like 20 and two in like two weeks, I think world hunger will be solved. I think everything <laughs> will be okay as long as they keep winning. And that certainly includes Kak and Niemi, who, you know, if, if they were nine and seven, maybe his like relatively underwhelming play, you know, if you're me or you're like a lot of people, it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of what I expected. But if you expected a $6.5 million player out of him this year and they were like nine and seven, eight and eight, you'd probably be talking about that more. You'd be like, what's the deal with that? But they've been dominant in in terms of wins and losses. So you're kind of like, you know, 
you don't you don't focus on what's going wrong you're focusing on all that's going right and Jarvis is certainly among that among that group among us among us <laughs> ow I, <hit> my <laughs> I thought it was you hitting like your head or something from among us yeah that that I mean I was also, gonna be like the cringe that. Among Us. Um, that died real quick. Oh, man, yeah. That came and went. Now it's just that, internet memed them. Yeah, that came and went real fast. Didn't have the staying power. Um, lasted longer than Fall Guys. Remember that? Oh, my God. Or Fall Guys? That's a throwback. That was like, that wasn't even a year ago. <laughs> That's still a throwback. It's still a throwback. I mean... It feels like a throwback. Yeah, I mean, and uh, have you seen Squid Game? I have seen Squid Games. I was um, good. I, I like Squid Games. I was a enthralled. Lot. I was edge Such of my a seat. Show. Edge of my seat watching Squid Game. It's That's not high show. art or anything, but it's just really engaging. It really grabs you. It really does. It doesn't let go. And, you know, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, same. I mean, it's a battle royale kind of premise, like Fall Guys. Yeah. Grabs you, doesn't let go, kind of like watching Seth Jarvis play. Yes. It, except <laughs> Seth Jarvis is always the winner when, you know, when he's in, in those scenarios. <laughs> I don't know. I truly don't know. Have you seen a show? <laughs> Welcome to our hockey podcast. Have you seen the show Midnight Mass? I have not seen that. I saw you tweet about it, though. I tweeted about it. Like, once a month or once every two months, I'll tweet months I'll tweet about a show. And Midnight Mass was that show. It's so good. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's gripping. It's, uh, it stays with you. You think about it. Makes you think. Peter. It makes you think. It makes you think. Um... <laughs> It makes you think about many bad things, and there have been plenty of bad things in the NHL this year. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, yes. Um, obviously, that's very bad. Woof. Woof. Um, but around the league, let's open it up. Biggest surprises so far. For me, one of them is the Islanders. I know they've played on the road a lot. But you didn't expect them to be below 500 at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. Anything else stick out? Uh, I got, I got like, I got a few teams, but I also got a few players that I was thinking okay. about. I think uh, surprising to me was how you know Detroit and Columbus aren't necessarily in a playoff spot, but they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be to start the season. This could all be smoke and mirrors, but you know they're looking like. You know, Columbus looking like they could have a quicker turnaround, and Detroit looking like they're starting to turn that corner on that rebuild. It certainly but, helps when you have the top two rookie of the year candidates. Oh my Lucas God, Raymond Lucas and Raymond, Lord Cedar. Lord Cedar. Oh, they are so fun. They're both so good. They're both oh. extremely good, especially Cedar. Um, he is insanely good. Like, like he looks like he's gonna be real special. What a top end prospect. He 
what a home run for no one knew who he was when they drafted him literally they were like everyone was saying like what an overreach taking this german defenseman yeah but he's incredibly good and raymond is just uh a bundle of fun to watch skate around out there i thought columbus has been really too good too um the boone jenner's a first line center's worked as everyone expected, yeah. I, I think Jacob Voracek just, like, doesn't get as much credit helping there, you know, being able to be that playmaker. I feel like he's always think, been super underrated over Yeah, like, he's always been, especially in Philly, because, like, if you're not winning in Philly, you're kind of, like, yeah. shit on. Like, Drew gets a lot of flack just because, like, the team hasn't, like, had, like, playoff success recently. And so these are good players. They just, again, you know, just having trouble. Jake Bean. Jake Bean is, you know, he's been getting some points together. Has he? I haven't even thought to look at what Jake Bean's been doing. Um, He's got like, I want to say three goals, four assists. I can tell you in a second. Let me pull this up. Uh, you don't have to. I don't, I don't <laughs> care that. I don't care that much. I was say another like uh, Cole Sillinger for Columbus has been a. Yeah, dude. no, he's been good. Yeah, he's been real good. And it's like, I guess like when you get exciting young players, and you just let them go and just let them play. You know, good things happen. So it's been surprising. Another surprise to me, uh, not that it's surprising that he's a good player, but just the fact that Leon Dreisaitl has 18 goals and 35 points. Yeah. And he's only played in 17 games. He's averaging over two points per game, over a goal per game. Like, Mm -hmm. holy shit. Yeah. We all mean, we're like, Connor McDavid, 100-some points, like 200-point pace. There's the North Division. They can't play goalie. They suck. Canada sucks. And now yeah, well, Canada does like, oh, suck. Fuck Canada does suck. All right, you know, granted, the Canadian Division was not good. Uh, that's They made love, the final, so I, it's kind of like... I love Canada. I do not love the Canadian Division. And I'm glad that that has been removed from our lives. Yeah, but the fact that Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid are gosh going back to lighting up the entire world it's like oh yeah just a little reminder that oh no no they they are the first and second best player in the league yeah with the world <laughs> yes uh the ducks are surprising troy terry the ducks He's... are shockingly competent california is shockingly competent again yeah like, the kings aren't terrible the kings aren't terrible like they're actually like decent the sharks are not as good the sharks are better yeah. than they were they're not They'll, good uh, but better than they were. the hurricanes will see the sharks tomorrow monday or today if you're listening to it to this when it comes out 10 30 p.m start 10 30 p.m can i tell you how nice the uh, 4 30 game was against la every weekend every weekend game should be a 4 30 game regardless of where you are in the world as long as it, as long as it's 4:30 on the East Coast, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all anybody cares about. Exactly. It's like 10:30 p.m. Eastern start time. That's, that's just a fucking cool. joke. That is a that's that is ludicrous. Just, what is that? Like you're not finished playing till like one in the morning. If people have lives, we have to go places. We can't be up yeah all night watching. What hot. is what that that makes me mad. That makes me very mad. There's lots of things in the world that I've been mad at recently. Uh-huh. Um, the the 10:30 start time, not at the top of the list, but it makes me mad. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. It's bullshit. Oh my goodness, he said it. 
just plain simple. You said it. Are there any other surprising things? Um, if I were to pick one more, I was just kind of going through a couple stats, just looking at different players. Brett, do you know how many goals Andrew Manjapani has? I know. He, let me premise by saying he's he's always been good. He's always been very, very good. Not nationally recognized like he should have been, but he's insanely good. Uh, how many games has Calgary played? Calgary, uh, let me see here real quick. Calgary has played, do, 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 do. Calgary has played 18 games. I'm going to say he has 15 goals. Brett, he scored his 15th goal today. Just yep. now. Like a Bam. few, like 30 minutes ago. Yep, there you go. He has two assists and 15 goals. He's good. He's really good. He's always been really good. He's oh yeah, I know. He's always been a super underrated player, but like whenever anybody goes on a tear like that. Yeah. yeah. And then you know what? For fun, I'll throw in one more. Um I always Alex Ovechkin, greatest goal scorer of all time, question mark. I say yes. No, he um, is. There's no question. <laughs> We're not gonna have a debate on that. He is. <laughs> For he has fourteen goals. Like I'm like at some point I'm like I'm like, oh at some point he's gotta slow down. No. He's going to break Gretzky's record. I'm saying it. He's going to do it. He just keeps going. Holy I think he shit. will, too. He just scores goals. <laughs> do you remember there were a couple of years where his numbers were pretty down? Like, there were there was like two years. And then something happened, and then he just he continued to, to be the, the best goal scorer in the world. So, I mean, it's been... You know, if he just stands at the at the left circle, I mean, he's going to keep scoring. He's not going to lose his shot at this point. I mean, it's still there. Of his 14 goals, only one of them has been a slap shot from his circle. This wow. Is, and he did it last night against yeah, the Yeah, I remember. I Last night, that's why I was on the on my on my brain, on my uh, at the front of my mind. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's outrageous. He's he's just gonna keep going, and there's no use in trying to stop him. And the Hurricanes will have to try to stop him here when they return home. I believe it's a week from today that we're the day we're recording this. I think it's an afternoon game uh, against one p.m. against Washington. So Alex Ovechkin will be will be in town, and that will be a challenge as it always is. That'll be a treat. I, that's the other thing. It's like. You look at the Canes, you're like 14-2 and two record. No, nobody has less losses than the Canes in the entire league. And you're like, oh, man, they've got to be just pumping those standings. They're one point ahead of Washington. One point ahead of Washington. Granted, they've they played Three points ahead games. of the Rangers. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. And according to Hockey Reference, Carolina's strength of schedule is 27th out of 31. Or 32 now. So... We'll see, you know, they, this, that, that will balance out throughout the year. Uh, they've certainly had stretches of games where they've played very clearly inferior opponents. Uh, once these divisional games start piling up, because we haven't had many of them, uh, we had, they had the Philly game, they had the Islanders. And they had a they, Columbus. They had a Columbus game. And that was it. Yeah, so they've only played three divisional games. They'll play Philly again at the end of the road trip, and then they'll play Washington. And as the year goes on, they'll they'll play more of these divisional games, and it'll be interesting to see what how that goes because it, 
you know, divisional games are different. You know, they actually don't play a single divisional game in December. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> this is, that's, a, that's a pretty backloaded. Insane. A yeah, very it's backloaded division. It's all backloaded like March, April. Yeah, because there is no February because of the Olympics. Well, there that's is gonna, like at the beginning and the end, I think maybe, but that's going to be kind of crazy. It's going to be very, yeah, very backloaded terms of in terms of divisional games and also home games finally make some home games back in yeah they'll play a couple home games after this current road trip but then they go out west again <laughs> just for fun at the end of this road trip they have san jose that we that we mentioned philadelphia at the very end of it they also go to seattle in between them uh they'll go to seattle later this week uh you think it's gonna be a big morgan geeky revenge game Maybe. Who knows? It might be. I would say Hayden Flurry, but odds are he'll be a healthy scratch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he might be a healthy scratch. He's been really good when he's played this year. I'm not sure why he's been a healthy scratch, to be honest with you. But um, I, Now you sound like Kane's Twitter the past few years. I am, but he's been good. I am sounding like Kane's Twitter the last few years. <laughs> and I wanted to smack them in the head with a ruler or a stick. Just be like, stop it. <laughs> Spray them, spritz them with water. Like, stop it. Stop doing that. But now I'm saying that he's been pretty good this year. Yeah, he's been pretty good. He had a two-goal game and then got, like, scratched the next one. Yeah, it's like, why? Why? Why are you not playing him now? Um, I was going to say, uh, Dave Haxtell, maybe not, you know, coach of the year. Maybe not. Uh, They also might not be a playoff team. Like, uh, I think you and I both said they would be. I I saw they would be the fourth team in on the Pacific. Oh, okay. I said they were third. And I had them fourth in the Pacific because I had the Central being a little weaker. Yeah. Well, I said they'd be third and that they would make the playoffs. That's <laughs> likely not going to happen. You know, I didn't expect Grubauer to become, like, the worst goaltender in the league either. Well, so overrated that Grubauer year. I mean, one of yeah. the most overrated goalie years ever. I'll say it. Ever. 100%. Vesna finalist that dude played for Colorado. Like, what did he do? You look at all of his goalie metrics. They were like middle of the road, like 15th overall, 14th overall. Like he was middle of the road goaltending on playing on a star studded avalanche team. And he got Vesna nod because GMs don't look at anything because NHL GMs are honestly not the most intelligent people in the world. No, really? You think so? I don't know about that. (laughs) I think there's only 32 jobs and maybe 10. If there's, if there's one thing that Ron Francis knows, it's goaltending. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Ronnie, Ronnie. They'll they'll meet up with him again later this week. And maybe, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how all that goes. I think that's all we got. This has been the Canes Country Podcast. Thank you for listening this week. They keep winning. And, you know, it's tough to, again, we talked about this earlier, but it's like they keep winning, so there's not a whole lot to talk about. As soon as they lose two in a row, we're, we're going to be – Oh, boy. The show we're going to just gonna tear them big one. It's going to be a big <laughs> podcast. It's going to be a momentous occasion. Podcast. It'll happen eventually. It will uh, happen. Canes are good. Relish in it. Relish in it, Canes. Relish, yes, yes. Enjoy it. While it's happening, uh, enjoy the good times while you're in them. Because they will not always be good. 
and that's how we leave you for this week. Thanks for finger. Ryan Hankel, of course, is here. Ryan, where can the people follow you on Twitter and only Twitter? You follow me at R-Y-A-N-H-E-N-K-E-L underscore. You follow me on Twitter at Brett Finger. You can follow Kane's Country at Kane's Country on Twitter. If you're on Instagram, you like pictures. And who who doesn't like pictures? Especially I love pictures. Especially pictures of hockey uh, that Katie takes. And uh, you know, you can follow Instagram, Kane's Country Picks, P-I-X. Read the site, stuff going on there every day, covering the hurricanes and their uh, world beating season to date. Uh, and everything that you would want to know or read is on canescountry.com. Rate the podcast, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You know where you can listen to it. You can listen to it anywhere because you're listening to it right now. So you know where it is. So continue doing that. Leave a review rating, subscribe, follow, do all those things. Have a good week. Enjoy the hockey. Goodbye.